Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. What up, what up? Hope everyone's having a great hump day. It's your boy, the Emmy Award winning sports analyst, amateur chef, and 10 year NFL defensive lineman, Lee J. Doosable, and host of this show, I Am Athlete Tonight. And you know, I'm with my squad, one of the few people from New York that happens to be a huge Cowboys fan. It feels like the Blueprint 3 isn't even a top five Jay-Z album. She is a new co-host on I Am Athlete, Ashley Nicole Moss. First of all, hold on, hold on a second. (laughs) Both those things are infactual. There are a lot of Cowboys fans who are born and bred in- I think you're lying about that. That's Giants country. not Denzel Washington, Jay-Z, to name a few diehard Cowboy fans. And most New Yorkers do not think the Blueprint 3 is in the top five of Jay-Z albums. So- We're going to have to agree to disagree on that then. Oh, come on. Nobody thinks (laughs) Blueprint 3 is a top five Jay-Z album. Well, let me introduce our other co-hosts before we get into that conversation. An all-decade running back in the NFL that rushed for over 200 yards in a snow blizzard game versus the Detroit Lions. If you want to win big in sports betting, you bet with him. Mr. Crazy Work himself, LaShawn Shady McCoy. How's everybody doing tonight? I know, Ashley, we'll get into the conversation of the Blueprint 3, though. Shady, yeah, but listen, listen. Ash, I'm so happy to have yeah. you part of I Am Athlete. You know what I'm saying? When I heard Aww. the news, I was so excited. It's been a long time in the making, but the, the, the <laughs> main the main thing you need to know about I Am Athlete, and I thought Brandon would probably tell you this with your, with your agents or, your, or the contract, is that <clears throat> the most important person of I Am Athlete is Shady McCoy. So don't ever, ever, <laughs> oh inter- don't ever interrupt dudes when he's introducing me. Thank you. I get this oh on any God. surface. God. Well, Shady, listen, I, I hope you enjoyed being the Beyonce of I Am Athlete, but Beyonce is now here, so I'm going to need you to be Kelly, okay? That doesn't make you any yeah, less important. You know for Kelly. Means, it just means you're not Beyonce, but Kelly is just as important, okay? So yeah, I hope you yeah, enjoy being Beyonce, but Beyonce's here now. And and I haven't seen you in so long. I mean, I've seen you from Instagram, but actually, like, seeing your face. I know I haven't uh, seen your to, face in so long. To all, to all the listeners out there, I know you're probably driving from work or, 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 or just getting off work, but um, Ashley has this enormous, colorful hat, and it's hard to see her face. <laughs> <laughs> Some New York, it's like cool really New York, it's like Harlemish. It's like Harlem. Yeah, <laughs> it's super dapper Dan, LL Cool J. I'm just, I'm feeling the It's like a right colorful now. parrot, right, in a, in a hat form. <laughs> You know, he, he shouldn't like let you But no, Ashley, <laughs> how you been, man? What's been going on with you? We know you're you're on the squad now, but how's everything been with you? It's good. I just got back from the Bahamas. I celebrated my 30th birthday out there. So oh, I'm oh, 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 we seen, we seen pictures. 
Wow. <laughs> no, I know people have seen it on the gram and things like that, but it was an amazing time. I went with two of my girlfriends and it was kind of symbolic because we kind of went through our 20s down here in Miami together and entered this new chapter together. So it was awesome. And I'm just happy to start this new chapter with you guys. And everyone seems to be extremely excited. You know, the announcement went out yesterday and we got a lot of positive feedback and, you know, some haters in the mix, some men who aren't feeling a woman being part of the mix. But, you know, we gonna we gonna win them over. That's OK. But um, yeah, I'm mm. really excited to be here and, and get started and get cooking with you guys. And we got Super Bowl coming up, so I'm excited about that. And we got which Pro your team Bowl probably won't be part of. Are you with the podcast too? I was I didn't ask Brandon that. Are you with the podcast also? I am. I'm excited for that too. I'm going to be joining you guys in some of those okay. sit downs, and we're going to yeah. be you know get a woman's. Perspective. I think we need a female perspective, dude. You know, I know crazy work and all that yeah. stuff, but I can give out crazy work too. I know that came oh. out crazy. Hold on. You, wait. See, <laughs> you, see, you see how she's always depending trying on, to depending how you come at me, that. dudes? <laughs> that did come she, out crazy. Let's, let's scratch out that crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but but getting back to that, I know we'll discuss you know the Cowboys later on in the show. But there's really a lot of Dallas. I'm, I know our producer Sean's a Cowboys fan. He's from up mm -hmm. there too. There's a lot of Cowboys fans in New York, literally. Yeah, it's it's really it's actually kind of crazy. Like my dad, I'm a Cowboys fan. So people who don't know I'm a Cowboys fan because my dad is a diehard Cowboys fan. So that was a team I grew up watching. His dad was a Cowboys fan. But yeah, there's a lot of Cowboy fans in New York. I mean, you talk about, you know, Jay-Z and Denzel Washington were two people that I named and in the Northeast in general, honestly. And I think that has to do with because in the 90s, they really did run the league. You know, they really were America's team. And it just kind of became like a legacy thing. And, um, you know, you you have pockets of New York that are true bred Jets fans or Giants fans. For the most part, you'll find them out in like New Jersey. You'll find them in Queens, Staten Island, sort of. But I think also like, a lot of New Yorkers are Cowboys fans and then they move from New York and then Cowboys fans are kind of spread all hey. over the place. But it's true. Like, I don't know why it is. I, I get that question so much. How are you hey. a Cowboys fan from New York? And I got to say, like, a lot of us exist. So, like, it happens. It's not, a you know, a fantasy. Like, there's more of us than you would think. Yeah, well, um, I wish people um, could see the video, Ashley. This, this, this guy over here getting, <laughs> hand, you know, popcorn hand delivered to him in the studio. Love I get my smoothies hand delivered, so I can't I, hate. I, I, you know what I mean? I, I told you what it was, but listen real quick. So I, I'm I can never call Ashley a liar because I, I don't know her that well. You know, she seems honest <laughs> to me. But but my thing is, dudes, you you know my family is from New York. You do know that, right? Yeah. I don't know if I talk, okay. Yeah, so they're from Queens. So some from Queens and, and Brooklyn. I'm in the Bronx, right? Mm -hmm. Now now, Ashley said something interesting there. She said in the '90s. The Cowboys, they ran the league, which, which is true. Where I'm from, they call them fans, bandwagon fans. Uh. So since they ran the league, y'all jumping on the bandwagon, you know what I'm saying? But but the real New Yorkers that I know, that my family, right, and all their friends and et cetera, they, they, they Giants fans, Jet fans, um, they, 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 they Yankee fans, they Met fans. They, I'm a diehard Yankee oh, fan. Let me yo, make yo, that yo. clear. The, and the real New Yorkers, they super crazy New York Knicks fans. Yeah, so I ain't trying to call our, our, our new I Am Mad Fleet, you know what I'm saying, co-host, a, a, a liar. But the, <laughs> the, 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 the famous words of, of Terrell Owens, he says, if he quacks like a duck, looks like a duck, 
Fly like a duck. But, but, but no, you can't. But that doesn't apply to me because I'm a Cowboys fan by legacy, just like I'm mm. a Knicks fan by legacy. I didn't pick the Knicks. My dad is a diehard Knicks fan. That's the only so basketball he, team. So he got I grew it from somewhere there. Okay. No, so but he okay. Would you call Would you call New Yorkers who are Nets cool. fans bandwagon fans? They're not a true New York team. They were in Jersey. It's called Brooklyn, though. It's Brooklyn. But, they, but nah, they so were in Jersey so before. No, 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 no. I know, but, that, but now OG, it's Not the OG, OG, but like the most recent modern basketball Nets are from New Jersey. So they're not even a bred New York I, I, I basketball. I understand that. But now that if you may live in New York, you may live in Brooklyn. This is our team. This is it's, 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 it's so Brooklyn Nets. Who are you? Let me ask you this then. Like, like, oh, the like, 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 the, there, like the Rams was in St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now they're in L.A. Now they're L.A. Do you know, fans. Do you know any St. Louis fans who are L.A. Rams fans? I don't know. I, I don't know. That's but I do know. Point. I don't know any New Jersey Nets. Do you know but, anybody who but was, I do who know, but I do know before, before they got to Brooklyn? But I do know New Yorkers now. I'm sorry. I do know that L.A. people now or L.A. Ram fans. I do know that, okay. Ash. But let me ask you that. this, though. Who were new? Who were Brooklyn Nets fans rooting for before the Nets got to Brooklyn? First of all, you're no, not supposed to be asking... question. Who were they rooting you, for? You're not supposed to be asking me questions. You know what I'm saying? Who only dudes can ask me questions. Dudes. Who were they? Dudes all with the show, who dudes. Were they, for? <laughs> they didn't exist. Who were they rooting they were, for? They were probably going for the Knicks. By point exactly. So if anyone's a bandwagon, don't put that on me because I've been rooting for the Knicks since I was a baby, and it's been a long time See, coming since we started. Jerry Jones, is, Jerry Jones has smarted, outsmarted all these people, right? Oh my he made God. the world believe that that America's team is the Cowboys team, and now Should we have be the Patriots, like technically, huh? Come on, man! Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I'm just saying, we're talking about historically. You would think yeah. the Patriots, whether you like it or not. You would think the Patriots were technically America's team. America's team is just based on popularity. America's team's going home this weekend. That's what's going to happen. America's you know what I'm saying? Oh, and that quarterback, oh, that, that quarterback they love to hype up, is going to be him. On behalf of Rain Dakota Prescott, we will get into it, but you owe him the an government, apology. Oh, right the here government name? What? Yeah. <laughs> on behalf of Please Rain Dakota that. Prescott, you owe him an apology right here that on air. Crazy. And I'm crazy. That's a crazy bad bar. Before the show is over. Yeah, okay. oh. we're going to go ahead and push the show forward and get it started. Uh, we'll definitely get into that conversation later. Let's go ahead and get into it. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my squad, Ashley Nicole Moss and Shady McCoy. Was the new Cardinals GM, Monty Austin Fort, sending a message to a specific Cardinals player when he said, ego will not be tolerated? We'll discuss that. John Morant is drug tested for the seventh time this year. Do these tests coincide with great performances? We'll talk about that also. And the Dallas Cowboys, Ashley's Dallas Cowboys, are sticking with Brett Maher after he missed four extra points. But they did sign some insurance. We'll talk about that. But first, Aaron Rodgers is not sure about his future. Could he be retiring? Could he come back? We just never know with Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. But Packers head coach Matt LaFleur and general manager Ryan Gutekis publicly expressed last week that they would love to have Aaron Rodgers back. I mean, it did give him a three-year, $150 million contract just last year, and they said that wasn't a short-term commitment. It was for the long haul. Well, this is what Aaron Rodgers had to say about that. He says, I think no player wants to be part of a rebuild. I said that years ago. Reloads are a lot of fun because you feel like you're close. You're only a couple guys away. This game is about relationships. It's all about the players you play with and count on, even if they don't maybe show up in huge 
even if they don't maybe show up huge in the stat book, Rodgers feels he can still play at a high level because on Pat McAfee's show today, A.J. Hawk asked him a question. Does he think he can still play at an MVP caliber level? This is what Rodgers said. He says, I, he said, I think I can play and win at an MVP level in the right situation. Right situation, is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm just not sure. But I don't think you should shut down any opportunity. Like I said during the season, that's got to be both sides actually wanting to work together moving forward. And I think there's more conversations to be had. LaShawn Shady McCoy, do you see Aaron Rodgers in a Green Bay jersey next year or maybe retiring? I'm so tired of this Aaron Rodgers situation. <laughs> I feel like every year we 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 talk at the end of the year, is he gonna be back? He, he you know, we gotta wait to see if it's the best situation for him. I need time to think about it. Like, like what are we doing here? He's not getting yeah. no younger. You owe him another fifty million dollars. You owe him a hundred million dollars, actually. Hmm. Yeah. He has what, two years left on his deal? Two more years, yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I just feel like right now, like, I mean, they got bigger problems than Aaron Rodgers. I don't. Mm. I think that the the years of Aaron Rodgers just winning games just because he's Aaron Rodgers is over. You know, Ooh, and, I was gonna uh, ask you that later. I'm, I'm just being serious. Like if you if you watch him play this year, he didn't he didn't play well in the games they yeah. did win, and the time they did play well as a as a team, it was the defense, and it was the running game. The running right? game, yeah. We haven't seen a, a, a year where Aaron Rodgers has to throw for 300 yards. Think about that for a second. Only once. That was that was a crazy stat this year for him. Not That's to do crazy. That. Yeah. What about three top three three uh touchdowns a game type thing? Like that's Aaron Rodgers MVP type status. So that's regular for him. <laughs> so I don't I don't know if 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 old boy will be there next year. I, I think it's time for the the Packers. And it sounds crazy, right? But the same way he had to get on with Brett Favre. Nobody knew Aaron Rodgers was gonna be Aaron Rodgers. He had talent, yeah. but you didn't know if this was gonna be him. So it's time to move on because he's holding your hostage. Think about this. Every mm. year we talk about it. You know. You, you can't pay pay other players because he's taking so much money. So this team you want to put together, he got you on the hole. It's time to move yeah. on. Yeah, actually, I want to ask you the same question before before I ask that. Let's mm -hmm. not forget, right, one of the reasons why Devontae Adams was willing to be traded is just because he didn't know the status of Aaron Rodgers. T right. To your point, Shady, it's like TNT, we love drama. Every offseason, I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a hell of a quarterback. As far as just pure talent alone, one of the greatest I've seen with my eyes now, Patrick right. Mahomes could have something to say with that when he's done playing. But as far as when I was playing, there was no better talent quarterback than Aaron Rodgers as far as pure talent throwing the football. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, to Shady's point, at what point does the organization say, like, look here, we need a decision sooner than later. Uh, granted, you're Aaron Rodgers, you're going to probably be first ballot Hall of Fame, but you've already cost us Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. Right, you complaining about these young receivers, but we had the number one receiver in football, and he left because he wasn't sure what the hell you were going to do this all right. season, and he didn't want to sign a five year extension. And his quarterback leave after two years, and now it's like he got to start all over. So, Ashley, I'll ask you the same question: Like, do you think Aaron Rodgers returns to Green Bay next year, or does he retire? I'm fifty fifty. I think that if he were to retire it would be a stain on his legacy. And I'll tell you why, because the situation that he found himself in this season is predominantly his fault. Like you said, the lack of transparency, transparency and communication when not only the front office, but Devonte Adams kind of left him in a situation where like 
the team wasn't what it could have been. You didn't really have the repertoire you needed with your young receiving core. You kind of threw them under the bus. Every opportunity that you got, you know, during the training camp season and the off season and all that stuff. And it wasn't until, you know, midway through the regular season that you started to be somewhat nicer to them, but it wasn't like you were the most welcoming when the season started, when the off season was going on, you know, you kept things to yourself. You decided to, you know, drag your feet in making a decision. Devonte Adams was like, look, I got to do what's best for me too. Like I can't, you know, that's my guy. You know, I love him. I got, you know, respect from him as a person, as a teammate, as a leader, but I got to think about myself too. And I got to think about my career too. Had he handled that situation differently? I don't know if the Packers would be in the situation they are right now. Maybe they would have gone ahead and been in the playoffs. Maybe you would have seen, you know, more games, you know, wins than losses. You don't know. But I think that if he were to leave, um, it would just be like, you kind of made a mess. And then you just threw your hands up and said, you know, what? it's not my problem. I'm not going to help you clean it up. It's not. And, you know, he can technically do it, but would it be the right thing to do? No, because this is what you wanted. You said you wanted to come back to Green Bay. You said you wanted to continue playing. You knew what the team was going to look like when mm. you got there. You knew Devontae Adams left. You knew that you did not have a fraction of the immediate talent I will say that you did in previous seasons with this team so it's not like it was a surprise you knew that Green Bay you know had not drafted you help when they could have drafted you help and that's not his fault that goes on the front office and you know the people who make those decisions but none of this was a surprise and he decided to return anyway and that's on him so if he walks away from a mess that he was responsible <clears throat> for helping to create I think a lot of people would kind of look at him sideways. Now, does he care? I don't know. The only Aaron Rodgers would know that answer. So if he cares, well, I think he stays. If he doesn't care, I think he's just like, you know what? Not my problem. Deuce. Go See, ahead, this Daddy. is my thing, Deuce, yeah. right? She made some good points because he knew what was going on. Yeah. Not because of just being there, but when you decide to take that type of money, how are we going to mm -hmm. get you help? You take mm -hmm. that type of bread, how are we going to get you help? So – they didn't get a deal done with Devontae Adams first. That was an issue. And he's like, I don't know if I'm – why would I sign him? He might not be here. He, every year he talks about leaving. It might be the last dance. So my thing with him is this. They try to get you help. They try to get you help with the money they had. Mm -hmm. So what they do, they draft you two two wide receivers. Yep. Right? And I, and I think Watson, like, eventually is going to be a player. It might be next year. I always believe that players in their second year are, like, the best. Uh, Christian Watson? Christian Watson. Yep. Yeah, I think he's going to be a dog. I, but my thing is like, like, and the second year is always your best year, in my opinion. Like, like, um, going from from elite, uh, good level to elite, right? Now, granted, you can get better each year, but I'm just saying from your first to second year, it's the biggest, biggest jump. Is year one to two, biggest yeah. jump. So my thing is, you made this big fuss about the team, but yo, mm -hmm. you didn't play well though. Like, you didn't really play well. Matter of fact, you was like the weak link to the offense. Let's keep it. He let's keep it a buck. Let through less than four thousand yards this year. Yo, so, I mean, I'm going to say what it is. And then my last part is you, you can't cry about the team and that one help. When you take all that type of money, you're, left, you're leaving the team with nothing else. Mm -hmm. I'm done yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, to And I want to ask you this. It's because, you know, you make a good point about, you know, Shady makes a good point about in the second year, you know, you see. I normally always do, actually, by the way. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Um, you normally see a jump in the second year for certain types of positions for certain players in general. Yeah. Um, and it would be 
again, people would look at Aaron Rodgers a certain type of way, knowing that the team did what they were able to do with what they had left. You know yeah. what I mean? And you speak on the we speak on the fact that Aaron Rodgers took all this money, knew that this team was going to be in a situation, but they still went ahead and got him whatever they could get him with what was left over to go ahead and help him. And it would kind of be like this is this would be this is a bad example, but it'd be like adopting a baby and that baby is not like perfect. And saying, you know what, I'm not going to wait for this baby to grow up and, and see, you know, if I can make it, you know, I just don't want it anymore. Like, listen, these wide receivers Whoa. are also de- <laughs> these wide receivers. Whoa. Are also it's a graphic de- one, but it's actually it's, it's, wild. It's, 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 it's a wild example, right? But no, but these wide receivers are also depending on having the stability of a quarterback to go ahead and help their development. You know, young guys, especially in the offense, are reliant on who is at the helm. And we've seen how talent cannot be developed correctly when they don't have the stability of a quarterback or they don't have a quarterback of Aaron Rodgers' statute to go And he missed the whole camp. I'm so glad you brought had, that up. Your receivers up. had no option. You had no way to develop a chemistry with you because you yeah. said, not my problem. I'm out. I'm going to go in the mountains and drink, you know, ayahuasca, kombucha, whatever the heck he's doing. <laughs> And it's like you really didn't give them a fair shot to develop. So if he walks away from them now and this team now, it's not only going to affect how people look at him, but I think it's also going to unfairly affect the development of the guy, the young guys that are there. And depending on his veteran leadership and what Aaron Rodgers can still do, whether or not, you know, you like him, you dislike him, he's still extremely talented. It all goes together. So I think he should come back, honestly. Well, as I look at this, and I'm glad you brought that point up, Shady, because I literally was going to do that before I ask you the next question. He talked about he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, right? Um, the biggest or quickest way to not be part of a rebuild is to develop the talent that's on the roster currently, mm-hmm. right? And how do you develop the talent on the roster, right? It's repetition. You, mm-hmm. you talked about it, Shady Nashley. Like, this guy missed the whole offseason, and people can say that had no bearing right. on what happened with the receivers. Dude, you got to understand when you're a young rookie receiver and you're playing with a future Hall of Famer, the pressure that is on you to make everything perfect, right? And to Ashley's point, he could have made it a lot easier by not calling these guys out in the media in the beginning of training camp. That doesn't instill confidence in those guys. I mean, did you do that with Jordy Nelson? Did you do that with Devontae Adams? Like, instill confidence in these young guys. Be there in the offseason so you can build that continuity because to me, a shady point, not only do I think Christian Watson is going to be a guy – I think Romeo Dobbs has an opportunity to be a guy too. And and let's not forget, he was the, the number one guy before Christian Watson came back from injury. So your two best receivers are rookies. You got to help them and bring them along the way and help develop them. Then you won't have to worry about a rebuild because right. that defense actually started playing really well down the back end. And mm-hmm. to Shady's point, the offense was really based off the run game. Like we would have never thought we would have said that with the Green Bay Packers. Like, it's about the run game. It's not about Aaron Rodgers throwing for 300 right, that three crazy? touchdowns. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And I would have never thought that going into the season. But literally, the run game was their best offense this year. So, Shady, let me go to you because one of your former teammates had some issues with what Aaron Rodgers said about, you know, saying that he could still play at an MVP level. Rob Gronkowski came out and said, you know, Rodgers shouldn't be worried about yeah, playing at an MVP level. He should be worried about championships. What do you think about you know, Gronk's um, comments on that. I feel the same way. Like, this, this is the problem, man. Like, all the great quarterbacks, which I think he's a great. He's probably the greatest 
regular season quarterback we've ever seen. That was shady, shady. That was shady. I said that too before. So I think you said the same thing when I said that last time. Actually, <laughs> I mean, facts is facts. This we man is one of the greatest like, okay, regular season quarterbacks he did, ever. He did what he did win a Super Bowl. So he did. Like, we can't yeah, negate that. We can't negate like, that. That was like. Like 2010, right? Yo, he Ash, still real quick. One. There are a lot of quarterbacks Ash. who've never won a Super Bowl, so Ash. let's not yeah. that. I mean, like, it's only been like one great quarterback that never won a Super Bowl. Like, the great greats, like Dan Marino, that's it. There are, but in the history of the sport, there are a lot of In the history of, of the sport, all the great, all the there great greats. There are a lot greats. of great teams. There are a lot of great no, no, players no, 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 who never no. won a Super Bowl. Let's just name, not negate the fact that he has one. So name, so name me a great great that never won a Super Bowl since you brought it up. I'm not just talking quarterbacks, though. I'm, there have been a lot of great players. We're talking quarterbacks. We're talking quarterbacks right now. That's what we're talking I about. We're not talking about nothing else. The only one that comes off the top of my Jim head Kelly? is Marino. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think Jim Kelly's in the category of Dave Marino. What? You want Jim Kelly an all-time great? Wait, wait, wait. I think he is, but I don't, I don't think he's in the category of like this. Super Bowl. That's my point. We're talking about, we're talking about the, the great greats, right? I don't know. Like, t- like Jim Kelly is great. Oh, so we're he putting him in the tears now. You know what I'm saying? He's not in the category of like, like, like Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers, no, Dan Marino, great. You know what I'm saying? Am I true about saying that? Great quarterback. You check his number. His numbers ain't nowhere near theirs. I don't know if you guys yeah, know that. Dan Marino had crazy numbers back then. They don't even know we're close. Any, anyway, because yeah. I don't want to get to that point. But I'm just saying, they want to win championships. Like that's what it's all about. Like, mm-hmm. like I look at like Tom Brady. Everybody loves to talk about how Brady and A Rod. They're so close. Now, granted, everybody has Brady higher, but they, they they put them in the same like category, like put them in the same room, which is crazy to me, but they do. The same and I'm thinking tier. like how? Like my thing's like, Brady's trying to win championships. We talking about MVPs? No. I would love to have an MVP, but we trying to win championships. Patrick Correct. Mahomes, he's trying to win some chips. So for you to even be talking about that, that's and that's what Gronk's probably talking about. Like, how you go from not making the playoffs, losing your last game to get in the playoffs, controlling your own destiny. You mm. been A-Rod at home at Lambeau. You're not playing well the whole year, but we talking talk about, about I'm going to be an MVP. Like, what are we talking about? Mm. And listen, I don't play for quarterback like that. It's a reason why, like, like, like you hear about – you never think about this for a second. I, I've, I've never heard a teammate or even come out in public to talk about how the people might not like uh, Brady. Right? Peyton Manny. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Look how many ex teammates always talking about A Rod, right? It's actually a good point. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I, I think he's so in that selfish realm with himself. It's like he can't even hide it. We talking about MVPs? You didn't make the playoffs. Talk about yeah. us winning the championship. What you think the fans and Grayman got diehard fans? All right, what you think you his think teammates thinking though? What you think the teammates is thinking? Yeah, same the same tough. wide receivers that you didn't want to go to mini camp with, help them out, but you bash them in the media. Well, damn, bro, if you was there for maybe help me out in minicamp, OTAs, I might have got better. We kind of got on the same rhythm, but you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You, you talked bad about me in the media. Now I look at your your, your, pre, your, uh, your little press conference you got, and you're saying, oh, well, I can get back to a high-level MVP. It's like, what? So I feel More like that's what probably talking accolades about. accolades instead of team accolades. What are we talking about, dude? Matter if you the head coach. Yeah. I don't want him well, behind he- my center. They ain't got no choice. They, he got, they got 50 million reasons why he got to come back next year. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 you're right. But this is what I do know about the league. Yeah, I get that point. The league, If, the, if, if they want to move you or they want to get you, they find a way to They'll do it. They'll find a way. They'll come find on a way. now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. The Arizona Cardinals have a new general manager, Monty Austin, for, and he held his press conference and he had some interesting words to say about what he expects from the players for the Arizona Cardinals. This is what he said at his press conference. He said, we're not just collecting talent. We're going to build a team. Ego will not be tolerated in this organization. We want people that are willing to put the team first every step of the way. Now, obviously, he didn't single any players out, but it don't take the smartest person in the room to feel like he might have been talking about Kyler Murray, who did get that contract extension this offseason. They had to put a provision in this contract for him to watch more film. So, Shady, I ask you, do you think that Austin Fort was talking to anybody specific when he said that? Absolutely. He talked to <laughs> Kyler Murray, a.k.a. Little Man. I call him Little Man. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, first of all, right, first and foremost, a dude like Patrick Peterson, he a great guy. Like, mm-hmm. he's hard to have enemies, right? Oh, he's you remember what he said them. about him? You already yeah. said about him? He said, Kyle don't worry. He's not worried about nobody but himself. That's selfish. That's ego. And for you to tell a, a player, especially your franchise quarterback, in Ashley's words, he's probably your most important player, right? You put his contract, hey, man, look, we're going to pay this $100 million, but you got to watch tape. It's like, what are we talking about? So, yeah, I, I, I like that they're finally making him accountable. A lot, a lot of their frustration. Yeah, they took it. Yeah, they. Took I mean, it out. I mean, you had. I mean, yeah, they, they took it, it came out like to make to make to make him feel better. Well, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, but but I'm just saying, like, as far as him being a the quarterback there, when I watched him play, he let them down this year. I seen different highlights, um, 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 and and you know they had the mics on. DeAndre Hawkins, who's still a bad boy, he's like, yeah, hey man, a one, what you looking at? What you don't see? <laughs> what's, what's, what's going on out there? What you, what you doing? So when, when certain wide receivers talk to their quarterbacks like that, it's like you don't hold yourself accountable. Like, what's up? You know, quarterbacks that make mistakes, that make misreads, wide receivers that respect you, they're not even going to come at you like that. Mm-hmm. You're a leader. You, you, you take accountability for, for right and wrong stuff. He don't do that. And even like his – I hate when I see like quarterbacks like pouting like receivers. You see him a, a, a mm. bad play or something, he, his bilingual – he, he slumped over. Oh, he's making all these gestures. <laughs> Even that, yo, last thing, that interview you had. See, I, I watch all his his habits, right? They reoccur yeah. over and over again. I, I watched this interview you had, and he was saying how um, his dude had nerve to say this. You know, well, wide receivers, when you play with me, anything can happen. You just got to play on my play on my pad. Or what do you say? Play on play on his script, I best. You say you got to always be ready. Yeah, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like what the <laughs> what does that even mean? You want to run around and play high school football and make Backyard routes up? Football. Come on, man! So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that finally the, the, the GM is making him accountable. Like, yeah, we gave you this money, but you got to earn it. And earn all I, of it is doing things the right way. I'm going to go ahead and, and look at this from a different perspective. While I agree with holding him accountable, you know, what's the saying? Nobody wins when the family feuds. I don't, I don't like holding your players accountable publicly. I think that especially, you know, your franchise quarterback, or any player for that matter, it sends a bad message to other teams and it sends a bad message to the media and it sends a bad message just to the general public that, you know, there's no level of respect within the organization. You can hold a guy accountable, but you can do it behind closed doors, you know, throwing, you know, subs and, and, you know, putting these clauses in his contract that, you know, are going to go public. It just shows that there's tension within the organization and there's tension and within the relationship between player and organization. And I don't like the message that sends to other teams. Now it's not going to necessarily matter for the Cardinals this year because they're not doing anything in the postseason but I think that moving forward you know it makes you a little bit more of a moving target when people know that they can kind of infiltrate the system by putting you know certain guys in certain positions because they know that oh they're gonna throw this guy under the bus this is gonna be good you know there's gonna be a beef here you know what I mean I just I don't like it I think that certain things should just stay behind closed doors I'm not saying coddle somebody I'm not saying baby them but I just don't think you know this type of a comment, we all know who you're talking about. You don't have to name them by name. We know who you're referring to. It's, it's just us. I think it's a little bit messy, and I think that ultimately this it doesn't end well for anyone. That's just how I feel about that. Now, actually, I do get where you're coming from with that, right? Because if you're a player on that team, you're like, damn, that's how the GM feels. Like, mm-hmm. instead of just bringing the dude in. But to a point, he didn't play Kyler Murray. That wasn't his pick. I get he it, but GM. And then if you look at it, right, some of the stuff that Shady talked about, Maybe they have called him too much, right? Uh, he pouted, took all his Instagram stuff down because he wanted a new deal, right? Mm-hmm. Some people said that, has he really earned Aww. a new deal, right? Has he earned a new deal? The thing is, the market shows you what you are, right? And for quarterbacks becoming free agents or that were due for deals next, he he got the money that you know he deserved because of his play on the field. You know, he was Offensive Rookie of the Year. I believe he made one Pro Bowl. But, you know, the Cardinals to a point, still haven't really done anything since he's been there, right? They drafted a quarterback the year before he got there. Then they drafted him. And each year, they've gotten worse as the season's prolonged, right? I believe they were like 11-0 at one time the year before and then ended up getting smacked by the Rams in the playoff game. Um, And then this year, you know, he ends up getting hurt. He's out for the year, but missed some games earlier before that. And he's missed a couple games throughout his first two years as well, too. So, you know, some people are saying now maybe he's injury prone. But let right? me ask you this, Deuce. If, and he if, cussed his coach out. But let <laughs> me ask you that. this. He did. If he, if he, I uh, agree with all of that. I don't agree with how Kyler Murray handled his entire situation of wanting a new deal. But if this is the, if you are dealing with a certain type of player who has a certain type of personality, it's not you, you, you know, throwing subs and holding him accountable in the public is not going to change who he is. A leopard doesn't change its spots, right? So if this is who he is as a player, what do you think holding him accountable publicly I disagree. is going to do for your relationship with him? It's not going to make him want to be I any disagree. different. No way. He is who he is. All it's going to do now is 
further build a wall between you and him because now somebody who has that type of personality and again I don't know Kyler Murray so I'm not going to go ahead and armchair diagnose him completely but based on what he has showed us he shows us that he is a sensitive person that maybe he's a little bit of me first type of a person do you think Deuce that throwing somebody like that under the bus publicly is going to make him act any differently than he already has I would say most likely not. But the thing is, as you got to think again, this GM didn't pay him. And but he's there. maybe, but, yeah, but okay, he's there, right? But maybe this GM's playing chestnut checkers, right? Kyler Murray is most likely not going to be ready until halfway of next year. Okay. Right? What if they bring a quarterback in that plays well the first couple of weeks when Kyler Murray is ready to come back? He comes back and doesn't play well. Does not, okay. not, not give the GM now more, even, even more fuel to the fire to trade him or get rid of him. It absolutely does. But that's people, what I'm saying. So like, if you're Kyler Murray, chess. you got it. You got to Again, I'm not saying that you're not upset about what the GM said. I think mm-hmm. you go to a man to man and say like, bro, dude, if you're talking about me, come talk to me, you know, specifically one on one. Well, you don't got to put me out there in the public eye. Right. Again, he didn't say any names, but we all assume that's who he's talking to. But, but to Shady's point, right? Everybody's seen how he's acted on the sideline to his coach. And they, they put a provision in his contract. That doesn't make other guys want to come to play for the Arizona Cardinals they, they when you got to put a provision in somebody's contract to watch film. I also don't and think see, it's going to change. This is another thing, though, Deuce. The thing, the, the, the thing about Kyler Murray is I, why I do like him, uh, the GM, coming out public, not public, because you got them teammates. Now, you got them teammates that's, just as, that's better than Kyler Murray. They don't have the money, and they don't have that position. But a guy like Buda Baker. Yeah. Works hard, always there. Players account they count on him. They respect him as a as a leader, right? As a captain. Yeah. They don't look at Kyler Murray the same way, right? So when 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 a GM speaks in the public about about not even saying his name, but hey, you know we hold players accountable. Basically, they happy to hear that. Like like they like yeah. finally, you know what I'm saying? How, like finally, you hold this dude that, account. How is that any different than when a quarterback? You know, when a team loses and a quarterback goes to the podium and throws his receivers or his offensive line under the bus, he's not saying any names. He's just saying, oh, well, I did my – how is that any different? No, nope. you saying that publicly does absolutely nothing for the relationship. What is the difference between the two? Well, 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 well I, I think it's, it's more of him addressing the team compared to addressing this one group. He's saying, like, from, from what I heard, he was like, look, everybody here is, is held accountable. With no egos. All we want to do is win. I respect that. Like, that that type of talk, I want to be a part of that type of program. Where, in your example, Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to be part of that. I've heard him on interviews actually talk about the young guys, the drops, this, that, the third. He's actually Mm. singling out a group. And not only are you singling out a group, but you haven't been accountable. You wasn't there for OTAs, right? You wasn't that captain. Where this GM is saying, we're holding everybody. I don't care who you are. Quarterback. So I respect that. And, and real quick, every every teammate on there, I damn sure I know them dudes is happy. Like, yeah, about time. Yeah. About time. And I'm glad you said that, Shady, because that's what I was going to tell you, Ashley. Like, when it comes to the locker room again, and that's the one thing about the locker room, it's one of the most, you know, diverse place workplaces ever, right? Yes, so it is. So many different, you know, religious, religious backgrounds, so many ethnic backgrounds. And in regards to, perfect example, KJ Wright, he came on our show and he did another show where he talked about how Pete Carroll would never kind of call out Russell Wilson in front of the team and how oh. the defense, how the defense was the number one defense in football. And he would just go off on them when they made mistakes. And they felt the way about that. So and that's why they act like that to Russ. 
Yeah, so to to Shady's point, some of those guys are like, hell yes, call him out because nobody's held him accountable yet. But you can call somebody out without doing it publicly. That's a great point. You know what I'm saying? You could you can go into the locker room and call out having a crap game, but you don't have to do that publicly. I mean, again, we don't know what happened or transpired in the locker room. We don't know if Buda Baker has said something to, to Kyler Murray. We we know DeAndre Hopkins felt the way on the sideline when, you know, he felt like he was but, open and but dude, Kyler tell, Murray tell, didn't tell see Ash, the defense. Tell Ash this, though, because, like, she one, don't – One thing, Shady, real quick, is if you're going to call – if you're because we all know who he was talking about. Let's call a spade a spade. We right. know you're – Well, well not, not necessarily, Ashley, because he could have oh, been talking on. about DeAndre Hopkins as well, too, because he's – He's not talking he's, about D-Hop. He's talking well, about – Well, D-Hop's but, but due $19 million next year and is asked for – practically asked for a trade. Now I feel that because because Kyler Murray won't be back, but but this is the thing about Kyler Murray though. Just say his name. Just say his name. If you're gonna hold somebody accountable, if you're all about holding players accountable and nobody's above the team and the team, if you feel a way, then say his name. But the whole like throwing subs or throwing grenades and then hiding your hands and let everyone you know defer who you're talking about. I don't like that. If you're gonna go ahead and say something, then say it, or don't say it at all. That's just he my said, opinion. Destiny Child's that thing. Say my name. Say my right. name. Just say yeah, my but name I mean, that, that's, say it at all. But that, but that's that's like that's cool for her saying that. But coaches don't do that. Like let's just keep like yeah, for all these. Don't, don't do that either. But, but hold, hold on, Ash. GMs, presidents, they they don't do that. That's not how they operate. Scouts, they don't really do that. That's not how they operate I just, for years. I just, think that's a, I just think that's a little bit, you know, because then Kyler Murray well, comes to you and says, okay. "Oh, who were you referring to me? Oh no." He already, but but see, but the thing is, he already knows though. He already knows. He and then knows. one thing about that, I, I think I think when you go from um, because let's, let's they've they been kissing his ass for years since he's been there. You could tell. But now when when a GM comes out and says that to you, right? As a player, you like hold up. You you looking around like hold on now. They actually now they talking about me. Before they like they like to cover stuff up. They put that thing in the contract. It got out there. I made them take it away. You see what I'm saying? They always like doing that with him, babying him. Now when they actually come out and they speaking on him, that might wake him up. Like hold on now, like they not rocking with me. Because look, if he don't play well when he comes back, they'll find a way to move him. It happens all yeah. the time. I got one more example for you. Too, Little man, bear tighten up. The New York Jets, Zach Wilson, a lot of people worried about him taking accountability, right? That was the biggest thing with him. After the after a game where the defense held New England Patriots to three points, Ashley, they lost on a punt return for a touchdown versus the New England Patriots. I remember. And, and the reporters asked Zach Wilson, do you think you let the defense down? He said, no, quickly, without even thinking about it. He was like, nah, we didn't let the defense down. And then we saw what happened the next week, right? Robert Sala had to bench this guy because you got to think about everybody else in that locker room. To Shady's point, right? Buda Baker, I mean, J.J. Watt's no longer there. Um, but Zach Allen, these guys that play at a high level on defense, right? Nobody's held Kyler Murray to a standard and to accountability since he's been there, right? You saw DeAndre Hopkins arguing with him on the sideline about what he saw. And people have asked, is he actually reading defenses or is he out there going and playing he backyard never, he never football? He never reads the defense. So for the GM to come out and say this again, I, I'm not always a big proponent of co- head coaches or GMs calling anybody out personally. I think, like you said, Ashley, you handle stuff behind closed doors. But with this new GM, he maybe he felt like for the last three years that's what they've been doing. Maybe they've been talking to him back doors and, and nothing's happened. He's like, let me try this approach to see if we can maybe okay. get him. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we try this approach and see if it changes him up a little bit. Maybe he's a little bit more accountable. Maybe. It'll not just be about him. It'll be more about the team. Because to Shady's point, when Patrick Peterson comes out and says that about you, a guy that's a perennial Pro Bowl who's never really had an enemy in this league, that's an issue. 
Who says anything good about him, though, as teammates? Let's just talk about that. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it so real about this I mean, great I, guy. I, I interviewed I, – I mean, he's not going to, like, say anything bad about him, but I remember when the whole Kyler Murray situation happened, when he deleted, like, his Instagram posts and all that stuff. It was around the time of Super Bowl, and I interviewed DeAndre Hopkins at Radio Row, and he said, look, it's not that big of a deal. Kyler wants to be in Arizona. Like, he wants to play with these guys. He wants to win with us. So, like, I don't think that – Yeah, that, that ain't saying nothing really good about him. That's just talking about what's not, going on. He's not, throw, he's not throwing them under the bus either. <laughs> that's not, like what, that's not, not what I asked. What I, what I said was that who says anything good about him? I've never heard, yo, I've never heard like reading any like articles or even like reports of guys like actually goes going to bat about him. They just they just say what you just said. Oh, he wants to be here, he wants to be here in Arizona. He wants to play the quarterback, blah, blah, blah. blah. That's it. I done heard I nothing mean, like, yo, because hold on, hold on, hold on. There's other quarterbacks that be that be not as good as him. They actually fight for him. Like, like uh, Mike White, he's a backup. They got the dude's shirt on. They got his face on the shirt. They supporting him. I can name mad quarterbacks that they support. I don't see nobody supporting Taylor Heineke. You could always find another one. But you can always find players. Jalen Hurts. How's that any different than Russell Wilson? You have players that don't come out to his defense, and you have players that do. And and maybe that's the issue, right? Ashley, that's the issue everybody's having with him right now. Mm -hmm. But it's but But he also had guys from Denver come out. Always find people who will come to your defense, and there will always be people who won't. Like I don't know if that's. I I haven't seen anybody come out for Kyler Murray for little man's defense yet. (laughs) Stop calling that man little man. I'm not gonna. I'm not. not (laughs) This is I am Ashley tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable. With my squad, Ashley Nicole Moss and LaShawn Shady McCoy. And we were talking about the GM for the Arizona Cardinals essentially calling out Kyler Murray. Let's get into some coaching news. It looks like Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, will stay. Now, the Lions finished this past season with one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL. I believe they were fourth in total yards at over 380 per game and sixth in points at averaging right under 27 points per game. Now, Johnson, you know, was believed to be one of the hot head coaching candidates. He completed interviews with the Houston Texans and Indianapolis Colts, but canceled his interview with the Carolina Panthers and decided to come back to the Detroit Lions. LaShawn Shady McCoy, how big is this that Ben Johnson decided to stay on with Detroit and not leave and be a head coach? That's big, yo. Oh my God. So much momentum. Um, yeah. that 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 Detroit Lions offense gets rolling. They get busy, busy. They get busy. Go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead my line. I oh, need they don't line. get it ready. Come on, man. They get busy. <laughs> they, they get busy on offense. Right? So I I do love um them guys sticking with Dan Campbell. I think Dan Campbell built something good there. Each year they getting yeah. better and better, more confidence. This year coming up. I expect them guys to be in the playoffs. I expect them guys to make a run for that division. They might win the and, division. Um, yeah, now I think you work on the defense, right? Because that was really was lacking, I think, this year. Correct. Um, and then the offense was rolling. They get crazy busy, so I like the move. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll just, I'll just ahead, quickly add, like, I just think stability is important in any sport. You know what I mean? If you can go ahead and keep your core together, whether it's players, whether it's front office, whether it's coaching staff, I mean, from NBA to NFL, even to the MLB, like it just makes all the difference. You can just continue to build on the chemistry that you're working on, especially if that chemistry has shown signs of life. Right. If it's shown that it can work, that it can win games, you want to try to keep that unit together because you don't want to have to kind of start from zero in, you know, whatever aspect that you're rebuilding from. So I think that's great for Detroit. You know, they finally have shown signs of life. And I think that if you can go ahead and continue to capitalize on that, this it's it's already a good team, but it has the potential to be a great team if you can go ahead and keep that unit together. So, yeah, and Shady, you know, I've 
how highly I've spoke of this Detroit you staff. You like them, the boys. One, the one, I love them because I think they really have an opportunity, and this is a deeper conversation, to change the narrative in the NFL. Right? For so many years, players have been literally begging to get an opportunity to be coaches in the NFL and to, you know, advance where they could be, you know, head coaches, ex-players. Dan Campbell's a, a, a ex-player. And if you look at his staff, it's predominantly ex-players. Like, Calvin Shepard is a guy, you know, I train with. Uh, Aaron Glenn is one of the great New York Jet corners of all time, right? Deuce Staley, who Shady has a lot of respect and admiration right, for, right. uh, is a great running backs coach. So, I mean, his staff is full of ex-players. And I think if they can have success, maybe it changes the mind of some of these owners, where You're not always just looking for a damn offensive genius, right? You're looking for a guy that played the game that can relate to his players that are currently there, right? And this is a really good leader of men because the one thing we do know, right, Dan Campbell is a great leader of men. That team, I think, Shady, they were, what, one and six, right? One and six. And and those yep. dudes were still playing their hearts out for Dan Campbell week in and week out. So, like, they ran. you have a guy like that that's an ex-player that brings other ex-players along and puts them on the coaching staff, and they win. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm praying that they do really well because I think it opens the door for so many more ex-players to be, potentially come head coaches in this league. And maybe owners look at that and say, well, dang, I didn't know Dan Campbell was going to go to Detroit, who was at the bottom of the barrel, and he rose them up and got them into the playoffs. And again, they were one game away. And the biggest thing you can say about Dan Campbell, and Shady, we talked about this, that week 18 game versus the Packers, they had nothing to play for. They already nothing. found out they was eliminated. And they still Before went the out there and played for their coach and won that game. That lets you know that's a true leader of men and that his players will go out there and ride for him. Hey, did you hear what he said, out, though? No matter what. They what? said, what's the motivation? He said, oh, if we can't go, they can't go. I was like, oh. Facts. That's the best hanging it. job you could ever do. I love it. And he sent, he sent Aaron Rodgers and them boys home. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.